Have we ever done a sort of intro to what I don't like to moan is? I think maybe we should in terms of what we actually do. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So I don't like to moan is a... What is it? because I've been listening to some podcasts and they're all like welcome to blah 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 where we do this and do that and we're just like ah yeah yeah right yeah yeah okay so tease we tease we tease yeah, the we world oh yeah just the tip yeah <laughs> but yeah so anyway welcome to I don't moan episode welcome to I don't moan oh god oh welcome god to I don't like to moan episode 11 yeah, it's a podcast where us two goons basically pick some stories from the world and put them to you in a... I don't know what I'm going on about. <laughs> Having a bit of a hard time. As I said, I I had a bit of a migraine, so I took some tablets and then now I'm a bit like, touch me, I'm real. It's nice. <laughs> dear, dear listener... Chris may or may not be high at the moment, (laughs) so we apologise in advance. (laughs) On legal substances, by the way, on things that are like, you know, don't take them three days in a row, otherwise you'll get addicted sort of thing. Yes. Not like, you know, I'm not just sat here with a doobie. A doobie. (laughs) Yeah, I know. What? How old are you? (laughs) So, yeah, so this week's been a very, very, I don't know what the word is. How are you feeling about this week? This week has been a serious week and we we generally don't have serious weeks. I mean that sounds so flippant, but we generally sort of are laughing at most things, you know. It takes a lot for us to be like Yeah, cuz you and I are very good at using laughter as the tonic and antidote to everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The laughter tank has run out a little bit yeah. somewhat. Yeah, I think it's just been incredibly tough for everybody. So we've decided to weigh in. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we were we we thought, you know, we do need to address what's going on and unpack it together. That's what we're all about. Basically, Isabel lost her shit and she's going to use this to purge. Yeah, man. We're all like using it as therapy, yeah, to be honest, and hoping exactly. that somebody will listen to us and be like, you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Souls in advance. So but, you know. let me get started. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting dynamic that you and I have because mm. you are a non-white person, mm-hmm. which I can only imagine. And then that's probably not good enough how it feels to yeah. be someone surrounded by so much deafening noise about certain things at the moment, which really I am only a part of on the circumference of it or I'm only a cheerleader for it doesn't actually directly affect me per se. Mm. So I can only use my imagination and support in the way that I am one told to because it ain't my space and I ain't pretending that I have something to say when I don't. Mm -hmm. Conversely, I obviously have to do my part and have something to say. (laughs) So... (laughs) So clarity clarity is well this is the problem it, just to really make it make sense for you, that's where <laughs> i sit in this scenario obviously we're talking about race and race is such a scary subject for people to talk about 
I think at the moment it's been brought to the forefront, which is great because everybody needs to talk about it and really evaluate the way that they've been behaving. And if the way that they've been behaving is not equal to to everybody, you know, it, it you need to change. You need to do better. And I think the problem is that most people, when they evaluate their behavior, they realize, shit, I I actually have been racist. It's about all of the the things that you didn't think about and you sort of thought were okay that when you really look at them in detail, were actually not okay. And I think that's what is happening at the moment, which is good. It's good. Everybody needs to take stock, reevaluate, and then decide how how we're going to proceed. Mm, and it's also okay to be like, yeah, I messed that up. No one's asking you to sort of like save face and <laughs> erase all your Twitters or whatever, because people have seen them and they'll find them somewhere. Everyone is just wanting you to be like, cool, I get it. I won't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Like a dog that shits in the corner. Like it ultimately learns if you tell it enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 People who don't necessarily understand or aren't aware of how to navigate the subject. I somewhat empathize with that in a way. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is tricky to get it right for people in the way that people deserve to have things done right for them. Conversely, just not making an effort is not acceptable Mm -hmm. and not acknowledging what's happening is not acceptable. The thing is, though, whatever you do will be good enough. And if you ask whatever question you ask, if you ask it to the right person, you'll get the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. So do not fear about anything that you do as long as it's constructive and filled with wanting to make the world not as big a shithole as it is then you will be on the path to greatness yeah or at least the path to comprehensiveness which is better than what we've got now so who gives a shit what you do you know yeah yeah don't be a twat basically just yeah and i think that's the problem that there's been this fear of saying anything at all so people just continuing continue doing these crazy things it is good that people are holding people to task. And I think that, you know, people are being, are are more accountable for their actions at the moment, which brings us very nicely, I think, to our dumb bitch of the week. Yeah. Who, I mean, well, there, ha- there well, are a lot. There are, are a lot this week, as as per every week, but only there's one. There's too many. <laughs> I can't take it. I, there's too many. Too many. But someone has to be a winner. <laughs> this week's Dumb Bitch of the Week is... Yeah, dumb. It's uh, Home Secretary Pretty Patel. End of conversation. End of conversation. Like, I think we could just leave it there, if I'm honest. I don't want to talk about her, actually. (laughs) I'd like to talk about someone else. (laughs) She's not right. Where do you want to begin? So the article that you've chosen to springboard off is in Bristol Live. She's just been vomiting out consistent raw missteps, misfires, you know? This one, I thought, 
well, no, they're all equally shameful, but this is just really bad. Unless you've not been paying attention to anything, you will have missed the story of what happened in Bristol, which basically the bronze statue of renowned slave trader Edward Colston was ripped down and dumped in the docks by a group of protesters. The police were looking on. They were very close by and they allowed this statue to get ripped down and they allowed it to be sort of, you know, rolled along along the street and then dumped into the river. And Priti Patel just can't let it go. So she's brought this up consistently and says that the police need to arrest somebody for participating in this. She wants people arrested. And the police are saying, well, we're not going to. Like, we're not going to investigate this. There's more important things that we need to investigate. We're not really going to look into this. And she just won't let it go. She keeps on bringing it up. She keeps on saying that someone needs to sort of, you know, be be held accountable. She very cleverly was wheeled out in front of everybody as well the other day. And she said that she finds it really insulting that she believes that this government doesn't understand racial inequality. I don't think anybody would disagree that the government doesn't understand racial inequality. The really clever thing about our government is that Boris Johnson has given people top jobs who are non-white people who ironically share his view. So they can get wheeled out to say dumb shit without being persecuted because because they're not white. Priti Patel suffers from a major class problem. She's like Will Smith. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you don't come for Will Smith. Will Smith's cool, (laughs) you know. But Brian in Lancaster, who looks just like Will Smith, you'd come for him. That working class, yeah. Brian. Ain't nobody yeah. got time for him. She's the palatable, excusable Brian person. And she doesn't understand what it feels like to not be that. So she understands racial inequality on her own terms. She doesn't understand what it means to be not a, a rich woman. You know, that's first for her. Keeping that wealth and sort of keeping uh, the people that that made her that rich happy is her is her first priority you know she's not worried about people who who are struggling and and who actually genuinely need her support she's not looking out for them you know she's not serving the public she's serving herself and and that's the main problem this is the thing she's a bit like an intern that is now (laughs) running a company and she thinks i don't need to do the things that i did as an intern anymore i'm gonna forget those years and shed those i don't really give a shit but i'm like sorry but that's okay if you're working for some like private fashion magazine or something but if you're if you're working for the public you need to remember how to turn the printer on you need to know how to do that (laughs) stuff you know what i mean you can't just pretend that you don't need to bother anymore you know she just thinks well you know it's not me so so i don't need to worry and that's what makes me so angry. That's she's she's pushed me too far this week. She's really it's too much. She's asking too much of us. She's really shocking. Yeah. Sajid Javid, who is also horrific, but has been grew up in Bristol, in fact. Oh, really? And he said, you know, he supports Pretty Patel and that if you want to bring mm-hmm. down a monument, then you should do it democratically, blah, blah, blah. This is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. 
Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah. residents in Bristol have been petitioning to have this taken down for ages. So yeah, for twenty years, for twenty years, they've been they've been asking to to get this uh, this statue down. Yeah. So what? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, that's completely like pointless as it is. Yeah, I just think she's really tone deaf. There's not a scrap of compassion, is there? She has no understanding of the struggle of what regular people are going through. I'm cool with that. If you don't know how to do basic shit, I'm cool. But don't work in the public sector then. Go and sit <laughs> yeah. on your throne and be quiet. Ultimately, if you've been taken to your wit's end because this is the person who you get to answer to, then mm. what else are you supposed to do? It'd be like going to your teacher and being, I'm really sorry, I can't pronounce this word. And then they throw the book at you and walk out. So you're like, well, I'm not going to bother, <laughs> you know, never mind. I'll just burn this book. She has no understanding of, of the heartbreak of the people that are protesting. This has been going on, you know, not just for a week now but this is going on for lifetimes and hundreds of years so people have reached the the tipping point this is something that has factual ghastly evidence behind it and she's yeah. still going on about it like any normal person would just look at wikipedia and then be like oh fine not a very nice person <laughs> yeah, you know, do you know never mind mean? oh i get it yeah never mind we'll replace yeah, it yeah. with a banana you know sort of like <laughs> nobody will know because it's just got just as much wealth in the banana yeah you know yeah so Uh, i think that's why she's so infuriating in bristol they they have praised um how the police have handled it they didn't have to use tear gas they did you know there aren't these pictures of police beating the the protesters you know all of that was avoided because they just kept the peace everyone's like that was great you did a good job except for pretty (laughs) i think she's also a bit like well if i can do it so can you and i'm like that doesn't apply you went to a nice grammar school and had a great education and you had parents that really wanted that for you as well, you know? Yeah. You were set up to do well, regardless of the colour of your skin. And that is great for you. But because you achieved that does not mean you get to erase what everybody else says is relevant. There's so many things that happen in a lifetime, you know, to like, to provide support for certain people and not other people. So yeah, no, that is just not an argument. Yeah, I feel like she gives off that kind of vibe though, do you? Oh, 100%. Like race doesn't affect me. So why does it affect you? I'm like, well, you're not me, so shut up. But yeah, I think Pretty Patel, it's such a maze of incompetence. And that that's the sum up, isn't it? Pretty Patel, just a maze of incompetence, <laughs> a labyrinth. What a wonderful autobiographical title. Pretty Patel, <laughs> a maze of incompetence. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if anything positive I'm going to say about her is good persistence and, you know, probably good to have around for, you know, if you really want to refund on something or... You'd like something to arrive quicker than it says the delivery time state. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. your skills to where they belong, not in the public sector. So good for really stupid stuff. Not good for being a public servant. Is what is yeah. what is your wrap yeah. up? That is your wrap up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, 
I mean, I do try to make sense of things for everybody. <laughs> so hope that helped you there. Should we move on to uh, the our first article? Okay. We decided that Isabel needed some airtime to basically use the yeah. podcast as a therapy session this week. Buckle in. Yeah. Jesus. You can skip this bit if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> you will listen. <laughs> our first article is drama schools accused of hypocrisy over anti-racism statements. So this is very dear to your heart. Yes. So I attended the now Royal Central School of Speech and Drama because I was on a famed American soap opera, as some of our avid listeners might know. I felt that I was only playing sort of the stereotypical sassy waitress role that, you know, had like one line per episode. If that, if not, I was just like polishing glasses in the background. What would a line be? I would sort of ask the main character, you know, well, what, what happened? So tell me more, you know, like a just sort of getting more information out of it. I was a plot device. Right, I see. I felt that it was because I wasn't a good actor. At the end of my year, I just stopped acting altogether. (laughs) I was going to say, and look where that got you. On a podcast. Started chatting with me. It took all of the joy of acting away from me. And I had wanted to be an actor since I was a small child. Anytime anybody would ask me what I wanted to be, it was police officer and then actor. After the the course, I just thought, this is crazy. I just don't want to do this anymore. It's so horrible. The issue is that acting in itself is systematically racist. You could only be a certain type of person depending on the color of your skin. There's incredible conversation that's come out of the past couple of weeks, which is really, really educational and insightful for even people who mm. believe that they know what they're talking about like me. This one is something that I think is almost almost gets to the bottom of the pile, which is ironic. Absolutely. It could be such a great tool for visibility and sort of showing, you know, not what society is like now, but how it could be in the future, you know? Conversely, visibility is not enough. Oh, 100%. If you see a brown person on TV, great, but they'll probably be cast as a terrorist or... A sassy pregnant waitress like you were, for instance. You know, there's never yeah, an yeah. opening for those to change or to evolve. So visibility yeah. is not enough, in my own opinion. But I'm like a boring white guy, so whatever. No, you're absolutely right. Visibility is not enough. Also, it's behind the camera as well. It's super important that, you know, you have diversity throughout the whole ranks of a of a film, the whole ranks of a TV show. It's it's just so important. And it's also so stupid that it's not done. You know, there's some quotes in here from teachers who So this one really got to me and it says Rada released a statement saying it was committed to supporting all black students but acknowledged there is work we must do. After a former student said she was told there are no black playwrights, we can't teach you that, they don't exist by a tutor. So similar in Pretty Patel's neighbourhood, if you're not willing to acknowledge and listen and even attempt to catalyse some sort of alternative to whatever the status quo is, go and get a different job. Like, you know, you're a tutor at possibly the most renowned acting school 
potentially in the world. You don't just sit yeah, there and go, absolutely. well, there's no black pay rights, tough titties. You'll play a terrorist or a robber. <laughs> yeah. Who lets those people have those jobs? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry if I sound really naive and utopian, but also there are no <laughs> black playwrights. We can't teach you that. There's no difference between a black playwright and any other playwright. What's she on about? Yeah, absolutely. Find a really good play and teach and teach that play. <laughs> you know, I mean, like it's not a science. These are the places that are supposed to spearhead that kind of newness and innovation and really influence and encourage really amazing people and it's the same wherever you go. I chose this because Central put out an Instagram post that first said, you know, we support our black students and you know, we're we're always on board with equality and then they got ripped apart on Instagram. And my main issue is that people are taking to Instagram and social media to to sort of wash away all of this stuff that they've done. They think if they do one post, they're sort of on the bandwagon and they're seen as sort of being alongside Black Lives Matter. And you're like, you don't even, you can't even begin to think about what you need to do. God, I love Instagram. People think it's the news, for one. And and they should treat it like that, you know, so it's as serious as the news, you know. And then people think this is the antidote to stuff. You know, murderers go on Instagram and be like, I like cakes. And everyone goes, oh, they love cakes. <laughs> You're like, no, you just murdered someone. You know, it's so yeah. weird. I find that kind of communicative tool just so stupid. Well, we were talking about this yesterday. The fact that, you know, Black Square tw- Tuesday in in the morning, we were like, this is going to be problematic. And by the evening, everybody was like, yeah, this was problematic. That was so brilliant. <laughs> you and I, 10 a.m. And we were like, yeah, this is not going to end well. And then by <laughs> six o'clock, it was like, yeah, it didn't end well. And you know who ruined it? White folks. (laughs) (laughs) Too much irony. This was a great example of that. This was just a prime example of just how people went on Instagram, thought that that would solve their problems, and then just (laughs) opened up a, a wave of problems. I mean, this is quite masochistic of me, but this is when I think Instagram is really good. Because when everyone's like, oh, God, I'm I'm so woke. And everyone's like... Bitch, you is not woke. Get off Instagram. <laughs> That's when I love social media. I am in. Yeah, yeah. Calling people out. You did say to me that Central really, really broke your heart and right turned you off acting. Mm-hmm. So what would you like to see change in that sphere? The industry is really hard, you know. Acting school is not about that. Acting school should be about taking the people who were good enough to attend a really prestigious program and make them into really good actors. Don't worry about if the industry is going to cast them in stereotypical roles. That's not for you. Hopefully you empower people enough in acting school so that they don't have to worry about that stuff. That should not be your job. Don't worry about what's going to happen in the future. Just worry about the here and now and make them into fantastic actors. Very well said. It's the last chance, really, that you get to be creative and limitless on your own terms at school. So if your first day and they're like, well, you're going to be a robber every day of your life when you're acting, so you may as well not bother. (laughs) Yeah. Why am I paying £10,000 a year to hear that? I could just go outside. Yeah. Yeah. 
these structures and these sort of educational facilities are there to inspire and aspire and be wonderful. They're not there yeah. to make you feel shit and not bother before you've even walked out into the world. They almost already craft the class so that it is a Hollywood movie. <laughs> Do you know if that makes sense? Because I think people who are in academia have given up being in industry to do academia. The world evolves at a lightning speed anyway, every given opportunity, thanks to all of the things that we have. So if you're sat teaching and not necessarily engaging in how things are operating or whatever, they're teaching you to go and play bloody... Shakespeare. Yeah, they're teaching (laughs) you to go and do Shakespeare when really all you want to do is get a small part on a Netflix show. Go and get a new job. God. I think that's our theme for the night, yeah, isn't get it? Get a new job. Good grief. Yeah. Shall we go on to the next one? Do you, do you feel like you're finished there? This is sort of a short one because it, it, it is very much tied into, into the drama school one. But the next one is from Marketing Week. And the, the title is, If Black Lives Matter to brands, where are your black board members? This is a major point that I've been making now for a few weeks. I don't want to see any posts on Instagram from brands, you know, a little black square. I don't want to see that. I want to see a list of the board members that you have that are that are black and then that are, you know, non-white and then that are ladies. You know, I want to see sort of that. And if you have none, then that should be your first port of call. Do you know what I mean? Like, I am so over seeing articles from white women being support these black beauty brands. I'm like, that, that is not, that's not the thing. Oh, Buy something from these black owned beauty brands. I'm like, that's not the thing. You know, I think some people are afraid to say things so they don't say anything and then they get called up for saying something, but then they do say something and it's the wrong thing. So it's kind of, there are elements to navigating that, which with the help of a more open dialogue and a less fearful dialogue might be more helpful. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. I think everybody has room for improvement. I don't think anybody is doing a great job, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. I think anywhere that we've worked could have improved. Mm. Just in my experience. One person's belief is another person's reality. So I mm-hmm. think having a holiday from it for a day, saying support these brands because there's some black people in them. You know, what's that going to do if it's just a day? And then people can go away and be like, I did my bit. Yeah. That's what I mean. And that's not right. That's the thing that's not right. You need to look at your at your company in detail and see how you what you can be doing better. And, you know, it, it's not going to be overnight, but you can do better and you can actually make pretty quick improvements and and make the environment better for everybody. I mean, I think a really incredible example of this is um, so in 2017, when Roe was hired as a model and spokesperson for L'Oreal. She then posted something, an iconic line that was, all white people are racist. And she was talking about systemic racism and white supremacy back in 2017. Yeah. I was very vocal, admittedly, about the language that she used because Monroe is an incredibly smart person 
and knows what she's talking about every which way. However, the language that she used does not filter down to people that do not necessarily understand what she's talking about because the people Mm. that are already on her side exactly know what she's talking about. Mm. So I think the, the sort of semantics of all white people are racist would probably get the backs up of people that you actually need to have the conversation about systemic racism with. So yeah, I was very vocal about the idea that you could probably approach it in a less aggressive way so people would understand exactly what you need them to hear. The irony yeah. is I would say that because I'm not black and I'm not Monroe. So I understand yeah. that she would probably massively disagree with me and that's totally fine. But the thing yeah. is, though, is that people that need to understand you need to be able to hear what you're saying. And I think if you yeah. say all oh, white people are racist, they'll be like, well, that's not me because I'm not racist. However, L'Oreal have re-engaged with Monroe and the yeah. president got on the phone with her this week and they've rehired yeah. her on a board of changing things in L'Oreal and they've both kind of come to some sort of agreement. But I think that is like a big, big, good and clever example of how somebody can get it so scholastically wrong by not having an intelligent conversation. L'Oreal fired Monroe without a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needed everybody to sort of explain what she meant. Like all of the voices of the world needed to explain what she meant. And I think that's where it gets tricky because you shouldn't have to have the backing of literally all of the world to make your point. Yep. And I'm not saying that she was in the wrong or it was her fault. I am saying that that language does not filter down to the people that she needs to be heard from. Absolutely. But she was probably super frustrated and, you know. And rightly so. That's ironic that this huge conglomerate company that you would think would have all of the access and assets at their disposal would be able to engage in an intelligent conversation. But they got incredibly defensive and basically threw to the wolves. So on one hand, I do sort of think that if you want to educate, then you sometimes have to come to a negotiable level with people so they can understand what you're talking about. Conversely, I really agree that like you should never dumb yourself down for anybody. You're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? So if you're like, oh, well, you know, I didn't like that then nothing's going to happen. And then if you're like, everybody is a racist, then everyone's like, well, you're too yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's no middle. It's the idea of sincere empathy and authentic yeah. empathy and an empathy that you believe is correct. If you want to be empathetic, you have to completely ignore what you really believe is empathetic in the first place. Because the only person who yeah. can tell you how to be empathetic is the person that's having the conversation at you. Because you're not listening yeah. if you're thinking that you're already doing it. It needed probably somebody on L'Oreal's side to say, okay, we need to talk about this. Let's get to the the root of whatever's just happened here. You know, and and usually I am that person in sort of situations to outright fire somebody, that's where it gets tricky. Mm. You, you need to have a chat with somebody. You always need to have a chat. People don't know how to communicate in any way whatsoever, do they? If they see something that is potentially outside of their comfort zone, they're like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. 
Yeah, exactly. And they and they don't they aren't willing to sort of figure out what's going on. And and that's really bad. I think that's really fundamentally bad. And also it doesn't take much to be like, "Oh, I don't understand that." That's all you have to do, isn't it? You're like, "You what? That's all you have to do." <laughs> and you probably get further than you ever could by doing anything else. Sod all these tokenistic nonsense bullshit things. Just ask somebody and be like, "You what? What are you on about?" <laughs> And they'll tell yeah. you. That's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah, they will. Basically. They will. Get off Instagram yeah, yeah. and just ask somebody what the fuck is going on. Because I think that's probably the <laughs> only thing. That's the only way that you'll ever move forward. And don't feel afraid to look like a twat either. You know, everybody wants to be seen as as not making any mistakes and being totally correct in what they're doing. But we all know that you've made mistakes. <laughs> Like, yeah. we all know that you're ass. We saw your Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Like, uh, oh, God. Dicks. Just say that you did something wrong and, and, you know, how are you going to improve upon it? And I think that's sort of what this article is talking about. You know, don't just put up a black square. Make your changes to the board and then get back to us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. Don't do Instagram. We're, no, we're available. We're available, guys. Yeah, yeah. Consultancy, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've recently started uploading to Instagram. I could help you. Yeah. Don't ask me, actually. God, that'd be awful. On to something more my speed. Yes. <laughs> Is, yes. Um, so on to something a little bit lighter. Obviously a homosexual, isn't it? This is probably heavier than anything else. The two of yeah. us are just like, Balls to oh, race. God. What's this about? So doctors <laughs> remove mobile phone charger from man's bladder. Jesus, Humphrey yep. Christ. This person, 30, has a history of accidental ingestion of headphones. Yeah. And was given laxatives to alleviate the stomach before they gave a small incision to retrieve the 61 centimetre lead from his abdomen. The first theory is that he swallowed it. And the second theory is is that he inserted it for sexual gratification. Definitely put it up his bum. Listeners, he shoved that up his ass, okay? Yeah, definitely up the bum. No way that was eaten like some lovely licorice. No way. <laughs> no, forget it. I'm a very pro-pleasure sex person, but a phone charger. Mm. Also, I can never find my phone charger. It, maybe that's why he did it then. Maybe it was to know where it was. What on earth goes through someone's mind that they think that this is the right thing to do? Is that old fashioned of me? <laughs> No, no, this is so odd. This is so odd. You know, there's there's tons of sex toys out there that you can purchase. I think that's the at, thing. At your, at your local shop. You don't need to use something that can then get lodged in your bladder. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's so many lovely alternatives. You do not need to put household items up your bum. Oof. Maybe you had enough of Instagram. Not enough likes on a snap. I'm like, well, I'm not going to charge yeah. my phone ever again. I'm going to put it up my bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show them. Yeah. I'll be on the I'll be in the papers. <laughs> if you if you have to get sexual pleasure from something that you afterwards need surgery for, it ain't right, guys. That ain't right. Sort of defeats the point a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, do you know what I sort mean? of like I had a bit of a nice moment, but now I'm in hospital for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bit of a sad thing for me. Is that, you know, yeah, you go yeah. into it thinking this is going to be a fab. And then you end up on a doctor's operating table with snaps <laughs> being taken of you with bloody wires hanging out of you. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they were sort of like practicing for a magic trick. You know, when you're sword swallowing, 
That's so innocent and lovely. Maybe they were just trying to do some magic. I mean, you know I love magic, though. I know you love magic, but this isn't the type of magic that you want to be watching. I love that you've threatened to demystify magic tricks once. And I was like, I don't want to know. I would love to take you to see one of those really big magic shows (gasps) in Vegas. I'd start crying. It'd be so good. I know you would. I think think you actually would start crying. You love magic so much. I do. So weird that you like it so much. Also for someone that's so cynical (laughs) it's quite an odd thing to like isn't it? You are so cynical you don't even believe like certain In Jesus no I don't. (laughs) You're just like no. Yeah I tried to make the other half watch Now You See Me you know that really shit magician (laughs) film with Michael Caine and Mark Ruffalo because I love it. I made him watch the trailer and he was like Do you? No No, you don't. Oh I love it. No you don't love it. I love it. It's maybe one of the worst films ever made. That's a lie. That is a lie. It doesn't it doesn't make any earthly sense. Of course it does. They're like Robin Hood, but magic. Oh, it's fab. Yeah. I won't spoil it, kids. I'd go and watch it if I were you. But yeah, I showed him the trailer and he was like, no. I'm going to s- stick with magic then for this man because it makes me happy. Yeah. I'm going to stick with that he was horny and shoved some... Uh, headphones up his butt. If it works for you, honey, then yeah. <laughs> it's an unsolved know. mystery that we'll never know the answer to. Yeah, I think maybe I picked it to sort of figure out the mystery, but obviously we're not true crime <laughs> detectives, so basically just adding fuel <laughs> to the very mystery fire. But yeah, don't worry, Toots. I'd say next time pop to your local Ann Summers, and also you'll be livid when you can't find that charger. Okay, that's something that you need. Definitely, <laughs> yes. I think that's the most important section, actually. Yes, very important to mention that. This is something integral that you need for living. And that goes for everybody. Anything that you need, don't put it up your bum. <laughs> Look around for alternatives, because you'll be livid when you can't find it. I know I am, but yeah. I also know yeah, I'm not yeah. putting up my bum, so it's a funny one. But And that's just a suggestion from us. That's our, yeah, that's our mean, life no suggestion. Judgment, just saying. So the next one... I chose and we're back in we're back in protest territory but I find this one this one applies to just walking about never mind like protesting yeah so a Black Lives Matter protest faced arrest for wearing a fuck Boris t-shirt and a lady was protesting in one and police officers went up to her and asked her to cover it up slash remove it because it was illegal He said it violated the Section 5 Public Order Act. So the Section 5 Public Order Act is basically a person is guilty of an offence if he or she displays any writing sign or other visible representation which is threatening or abusive. So basically it's anything that could be distressing for anybody that sees it. The thing is that what I find really interesting about this is, is it the language or the subject that people would be offended by? Because if it's... Boris. Boris could be anybody, really. Boris could be her dad. Boris could be her dog. I don't know. Or is it the intention of saying, fuck someone? You know, what's what's the offence? I really am quite... It's such, so murky, I do not understand in any way. Well, I think the murkiness is the problem. I think that in the law... It's the latter, but in this situation, it's the former, if that makes sense. So the law is supposed to be, you shouldn't say fuck anybody on a t-shirt because that could be 
construed as being, you know, aggressive towards that person. In this situation, it's definitely protecting Boris Johnson. It's so bollocks though, isn't it? Because do you remember in the 90s when everybody was wearing like precious and crystals on their arsehole? Nobody mentioned anything about that, did they? I think that this is very problematic. And I think that this is actually, you know, it is kind of like a silly story, but it is very problematic because you need the right to just express yourself if you're not hurting anybody. It's silly, but it's hugely problematic for me. I find this like actually really insulting because it basically says that nobody can have an opinion. That's the issue. You know, my hero is Tori Amos. But if someone said F Tori Amos, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, that's just what you think. But I mean, you'd obviously deaf. I wouldn't be upset by it. I'd be like, obviously, you're the one that's in the wrong, but whatever. Yeah, of course. Well, that, but that's the society that we're supposed to live in. You know, you're supposed to be allowed to, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone, you're supposed to be allowed to say what you feel. It's clear because they were coming from the protests. It it all sort of slots into place, doesn't it? You Mm -hmm. know, they're coming from the protests. They have the fuck Boris uh, t-shirt on and then they get stopped. And those are the reasons. So how convenient. Yeah. I'm sure if this chick was walking around in like no Corona, no protest time, she'd be fine. And the fact that a law officer was in the street telling this, but I wouldn't mind if it was some altercation with some ghoul in the street. Yeah. But this is like an actual police person. I'm like, you want to have better things to do. As well. That's why it's problematic because it's the police and you're just like, come on, there's so many more things that you, there's so much more that you need to be concentrating on. You have to you go know? and get donuts for the office. Ain't got time to be talking to people in the street. You know, I just find it just so <laughs> infuriating. It's not saying this lady is out with an individual vendetta to go and get Boris and drag him out of his job and then strip him naked and tie him to a lamppost and then, you know, like a witch in the 1500s or something. You know, it's whimsical. It's like sort of colloquial. It's pretty funny. There's nothing particularly aggressive about it. When there are people who are saying some really horrible shit and they're not getting stopped in any way whatsoever... If you want to talk about intention to inflame offensive language, (laughs) maybe you should talk to Boris himself, who's talking about thuggery and things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what a useless bunch of assholes. It's upsetting more than anything. It's just like, God, people just waste their time on nonsense, don't they? The thing is, as well, if she'd have taken it off, then she would have got done for indecent exposure having her titties out. What's a girl to do? I mean, to be fair, I would have done that for sure. Yeah, yeah, just and taking the bra off as well, just titties out. Yeah, yeah, fine, titties. What I love as well the most is that I still don't think that in that kind of sphere of power, still don't realise that smartphones film stuff. I'm like, you cannot do anything because you will get filmed. There will be evidence. And the thing is that I think people forget that. You will get caught out and you will have this written about And you will be torn apart. I just not bother. Sorry, but the taxpayers' money as well. Good grief. I say keep wearing whatever t-shirts you bloody well like, to be honest. Also, I take offence to people just even walking down the street, never mind what they've got on their back. But do I report them? No. You know, I'm sure people are offended by me walking down the street. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm illegal. Well, it remains to be seen. Cut to me in jail next week. 
You're like, your face was offensive. I'm like, well, fair enough. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so our last one of the day, we're ending on a high of Yes. Sorts. June the 9th was National Sex Day. Did you celebrate? Of course. I celebrate National Sex Day every day. Do you? <laughs> no. I was going to say liar. Yeah, good God. <laughs> I'm a busy woman. <laughs> so there's been quite a, quite a lot of stuff People saying, you know, how to spice up your relationship in quarantine if you're with somebody, mm. you know, how to keep that spark alive and do your bit. Are you all right there? You're going to be sick? I'm just, no, I'm just burping. Oh, right, fine. No, just vomiting at sex chat. Thrusting out all over, celebrate National Sex Day by spicing up your relationship with these sizzling positions and role play tips. Now... <laughs> I found this and I was like, oh, fab, because I thought it was going to be a bit of an open dialogue about sexuality and sex and communication and stuff. No, no, it's just new positions. It's just positions that you can try. I was like, I love that that's the way to to celebrate National Sex Day is to just (laughs) do it on a table. This whole article reminds me of those that were sort of in Cosmopolitan, like when we were when we were teens. Find out if if he likes you by taking this quiz. It's on that sort of level. Do you know what I mean? I used to steal my sisters and take that quiz. Yeah. Pretend yeah. I had like a man. He never liked me. They never do. This is like written by someone who has never had sex themselves. It's so so juvenile. (laughs) It's so juvenile, isn't it? Also, what I love is that it's not just sexual positions that can offer something new. Role play adds different locations also to add fun to your romps. Now, are you ready for this? So role play, one that they suggest is you are looking around your home together without an estate agent due to lockdown and you get carried away on the soft furnishings. <laughs> now, sorry, but if you went up to your man and said, we're going to pretend <laughs> to walk around our own house as if we're going to buy it and then be like, Ooh, oh this looks saucy. But we don't live here, so it's okay. <laughs> Anybody who can get into that, I will give you a tenner. I cannot, I can't. I celebrate that that uh, level of commitment. I do. Kids, this is not what you should do to spice up your sex life. You should spice up your sex life by being interested in your sex life. Yeah, well, and in, in your partner. <laughs> well, I mean, that does help. Yeah. I think with this, though, as well, is that what's interesting is that this is very hetero, this article as well. It's like, God, man, this is so, like, it's so dated, isn't it? I think that's the thing. It is so dated. And it makes me really sad because I feel like this is what people believe that sex still is. It's positions Mm. and it's role play. One of the sex experts as well also encourages being doctors and nurses. And I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Are we in some sort of like 80s crap film? That's literally how every 80s porn starts. I'm a doctor. I'm a nurse. Take your top off. Yeah. I'll feed you some medicine. That medicine is cock. What are you on about? Bloody crap. Okay. Are you ready for this bit? So this is a position called behind closed doors. And it says, if you want more intimacy, you can simply turn round to face him. 
<laughs> intimacy is just looking at someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at them rather than not looking at them. I do like looking at people in the eye during sex, though, because it really frightens them. Do you ever do that? Yeah, I mean, I do generally look at the person that I'm having sex with. I'm not just like, I'm not just like Helen Kellering it up, like just. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you should. You should give it a try. It's quite funny just to see their reaction. <laughs> and then I was single. <laughs> and it, actually, yeah, that's their reaction. You, you dumped. <laughs> get out. I'm like, you want to get out of a relationship? House. Look them in the eye. That's how it, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> I think the theme for this week is all about communication. Man, that is the overarching theme. In every aspect of your life, just have a bit more intelligent conversation. If you don't like the reply, that's fine, because it's not about you. That's also really important. You may have asked the question, but the answer may not be about you. And that's okay. (laughs) You have to own it. And walk away with your tail between your legs. And remember that you are a pointless piece of shit. No. Just that <laughs> own that there are bigger things than you. And it's yeah. really important to hear that. And ask yeah. those questions and take them on board. And if you don't like the answer, that is totally okay. Because actually, mm-hmm. in three years time, like L'Oreal, you probably will. So you may as well just swallow your pride now and get on with it. Just talk to someone. Just chat with someone. Don't be so weird. Yeah. Why is everyone so weird? And just be a bit kinder. <laughs> Stop being such a shit. You know, God, it's so boring. Yeah. It's exhausting. Because also yeah. it's, it takes so much more effort to be a twat than it does to just have a smile on your face and walk out the door. And hopefully this week is better and more positive. So yeah, I think ultimately just be a bit nicer to one another. It doesn't take an awful lot. And I don't mean it in a contrived way. Just... Just don't be crap. If it looks tiring to us, then Christ knows how you feel. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. You watch people having these rants and you're like, God, that looks exhausting. So they must be really tired. (laughs) (laughs) Have a quick kip, love. Lovely. So I guess we'll see you in a week. Oof. (laughs) If we make it. Yeah, if we make it. I mean, we we nearly didn't make it today. I was like, I'm tired. You're like, I have a migraine. I was like, I'm sleepy. It's every day, to be fair. I love that we say that as just an isolated incident pretty much all the time. We will be more upbeat, I think, next week. Yeah, hopefully. So. Yeah, you caught us yeah. on a bad time. But then everybody's on a bad time, so. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you have any comments or if you've made it this far, yay! Trumpets and some sort of confetti. And if you have any stories or comments that you want us to talk about, send them to us because we would love to hear it. Yes. Unless it's awful, then don't. Well, we'll fight you. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be publicly shamed. (laughs) (laughs) If you send in it's crap, then don't don't think that you won't be dragged through the mud. But feel free to send it. Yeah, please, Isabel's a diplomatic please. one. I'm like, I don't give a shit. But yeah, do do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Be good. Take care. Take care. Stay stay okay, guys. Yeah, okay is good. Yeah, okay. It's all we can ask for. Better than note. Bye bye. Bye, Chucks. Take care. Bye. Bye.